Welcome to another episode of Here and There Sports. As the NFL draft comes to a conclusion, a lot of good things happen in this draft. A lot of bad things happen in this draft, particularly to my team. So we're just going to unpack this a little bit with some of the winners and losers and just sort of just, like I said, unpacking this crazy NFL draft. Yeah, it was uh, – it's a very talented draft. Uh, there's a lot of in – the, in the later rounds, we're finding guys like Mac Wilson slipped today, linebacker from Alabama, and um, there were there were mock drafts that had him going in the, in the 20s um, at some point in the um, mock draft season. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good draft. Uh, so, we can start off with some winners and losers, like you said. My biggest winner – from the draft was the Redskins. The Redskins had a great draft. I feel like they were able to get the guy they wanted all along at um, uh, at 15, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, there were rumors on Thursday morning that they were maybe going to trade up with the Jets at three or maybe the Lions at eight, try and get him. Um, but th- they were able to hold Pat and, uh, and get him. And then they were able to trade back up in the first round and take Montez Sweat, who was another big mm-hmm. pass. Um, that should be really productive. In the um, uh, NFL, and my loser, I know you're going to get into this because you're a diehard Giants fan. The Giants, I thought, uh, botched it badly. Because um, here's the thing: if even if they thought Daniel Jones is our guy, which they obviously did, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they could have got him at 17 because there was only one other team that took the quarterback, and that was the Redskins. And the Redskins won Dwayne Haskins, so they weren't taking Daniel Jones. Um, they could have got a, a Josh Allen at six. They could have got an Ed Oliver. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. They could have got a big-time pass rusher, but yet they settled for Daniel Jones. Um, I like the DeAndre well, Baker pick yeah. at 30. They traded back up. Um, but I, I didn't love what the Giants did with Daniel Jones at six. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, keep in mind, they did get, in my opinion, what's a big-time pass rusher in Dexter Lawrence. I mean, I that's just I, – I would like to add that in there. I mean, I think – I think Dexter Lawrence was a solid pick. But in my opinion, I have two big winners and two big losers of this draft, particularly speaking in the first round. And, of course, keep in mind this is all speculation because, you know, the scouts and GMs know more about football than I do. So this is all just my gut reactions. I actually think that this is going to surprise some people. I think that the Arizona Cardinals had a good draft. And I I liked what they did drafting Kyler Murray. I mean – Here's the deal. I know they drafted Josh Rosen last year, so it, and he he didn't he wasn't particularly horrible last season. It, it wasn't it wasn't a Ryan Leaf type of season to the point where you knew he was going to be a bust. I mean, he could still I don't think he will, but he could still end up being a pretty solid quarterback. So a lot of people were wondering what the Arizona Cardinals were doing with this pick, but I think if Kyler Murray's your guy, which I think he is, I, I think he is going to blossom into a really good NFL quarterback. I don't think that you should have to reserve yourself from picking him just because of the fact that you took a QB in the year prior. I think that taking Josh Rosen in the first place was a mistake. I think that this undoed their mistake, uh, and they ended up actually getting a pretty good deal for Josh Rosen. They got a second-round pick where they took, I think, a wide receiver. I think they – or no, they took Byron Murphy there um, in the second round. They also took Andy Isabella, a wide receiver – who is going to help out Kyler Murray. And then in the third round, I believe they took Hakeem Butler, either in the third or the fourth round. So those are two stud wide receivers, in my opinion. 
who are going to help out Kyler Murray. And I think this is going to be a really revamped Arizona Cardinals team. Um, I love Byron Murphy. He's a playmaking cornerback. Obviously, he doesn't have size, but he just jumps at the ball. He covers well. So I think the Cardinals are really headed in the right direction. I think it starts with Kyler Murray. I think he was the best player in this draft, quarterback's most important position. So why not go for the guy that you think is going to be a great quarterback rather than settle with a guy that you don't think is your quarterback for the future? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not knocking Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is going to be a good player. Um, I will, I don't know that I would say they won the draft. I don't think they had a bad draft, but you know, it, it's hard to say they had a good draft when they trade up to get Josh Rosen last year at 10 and then they only got him returned the 68th pick. So that was a major loss. Um, obviously and just in terms of draft capital. Um, so, you know, I, I don't believe Kyle Murray was the best player in the draft. That's just me. Um, you know, it, but I, I get it. You know, if Cliff King, you hire Cliff Kingsbury and he says, you know, Kyler's the guy, then you got to take Kyler. So, you know, um, I like the Byron Murphy pick. I think that's a very – him and Pat P. We don't know if Pat P. still going to be a Cardinal. Um, there's been some uh, possible trade rumors on that. But, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, Kyler will be good, but it's hard for me to say they're great when they when they really – I mean, Josh Rosen was just basically a horrendous pick for them. Yeah, well, I yeah, I mean, Josh Rosen was a mistake of a pick, and I, I, I think that that was a horrible pick, and the way that they ended up trading their first-round pick last year is – it didn't work out well for them, but I think that, you know, moving on from last year and speaking about just this year – um, I think that they really did the right thing. Um, so there's one of my big winners. Now I'll save the Giants for last, and I'll go to the other one of my losers in this draft, who happens to be the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders had three first-round picks and a really, really bad crisis of a roster, and I don't really think that the Raiders did enough to – I just don't think that they utilized their three first-round picks well enough. Uh, a lot of people thought that they would get a Josh Allen with the fourth pick. They ended up taking Cleveland Farrell. And, you know, I, I, I'm not as down on that pick as a lot of people are. Um, you know, Cleveland Farrell was maybe the best defensive end in college football last year. I think that they should have taken Josh Allen instead or even Devin White. I think either of those players would have been the way to go even maybe Ed Oliver, I think those all would have been better picks. So I think Cleveland Farrell's good. But then their next pick was Josh Jacobs, and I don't think that that was a very good pick. I mean, running backs in the first round is always a little bit shaky. It's always dicey unless you have, you know, a guy like Saquon Barkley last year who you know is just a generational talent. But Josh Jacobs was never the starting running back with Alabama. You know, in fact, he was he was sort of a third string slash third down guy some of the times when Alabama over the past few years has had running backs like Bo Scarborough, Damian Harris, Najee Harris, uh, Josh Jacobs. There simply aren't that many touches to go around. And if they think that a running back, uh, you know, with the 24th pick is going to solve their issues on both ends of the football field, they're just simply wrong. And then they went and took Jonathan Abram safety out of Mississippi State and I really think that with the talent that was still out there especially in the secondary with a guy like DeAndre Baker uh, or they could have went oh 
offensive tackle and got Caleb McGarry. I just think, I mean, I think they took pretty solid players, all things being equal, but I think they reached on several of them, and I think there were just better ways to go that would have uh, averted a little bit of the crisis with their football team. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know that the Raiders had a terrible draft. I, I, they, they, they definitely reached for like positions they needed, but they don't have a good enough roster to do that. Um, like it's one thing when you're a really good team and you're picking for a spot, you need a corner, you need a receiver, something like that. But the Raiders, I mean, their defense was an atrocity last year. Um, and, you know, I, I agree with you on the Josh Allen, I think would have been a better pick or at Oliver, Devin Bush, any one of those guys. I, Cleveland Farrell's a nice player, but when the Chiefs had a first round pick for the Frank Clark deal, they were protecting Cleveland Farrell for 29 of the Chiefs. Right. So when I, uh, when they picked him, I was like, uh, uh wow. Yeah. Um, the, the J- Jacobs pick. You know, I don't think he was a first-round running back. I know they need a running back, and Mar- Marshawn Lynch obviously is gone, and he wasn't great when he came back. But um, the one pick I will say I really liked was Jonathan Abram. I think he's a really good player. It was a little undervalued because he played at Mississippi State. But um, uh, I really like him, and I think that was a good pick personally for me. Um, I-, I didn't like the Josh Jacobs pick especially, though. I, I thought that was a breach. Um and uh, I, I like the, what they did with the second round, though, actually getting Trayvon Mullen at 33 uh, to pair with Jonathan Abram in that secondary, kind of redo that because they, uh, they couldn't cover uh, – they couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. Yeah. Um, so who is your – who's another team that you thought did well in the draft? I really like what the Jaguars did, actually. Um, get, being able to get Josh Allen I thought was an absolute steal. I don't think they thought he would be there. Um, but, you know, with the Raiders taking Farrell, uh, he fell down a little bit. And then, you know, <laughs> Jawan Taylor, I know there was an injury history, but he's a, he, he was projected to them at seven, and he falls all the way to them in the second round. So um, I, I, they got, I mean, two top ten talents in their first two picks, which I thought was excellent um, for them, especially for a defense that lost Malik Jackson, lost a couple pieces. They don't know where Jalen Ramsey's going to be. There's a big contract looming for him. There's been some rumblings if he could possibly be on the move. Um, so I thought those were two good pieces. Um, what about you? Do you have well, another winner? I think Josh Allen is a good pick. If you're banking on winning every single game three to zero, I mean, they. I, I would have liked to see them take Haskins. I know that they signed Nick Foles in the offseason, but I still, I really think that with Haskins at seven, Haskins available at seven, I think you got to roll the dice on him there. But we'll see how Nick Foles pans out in Jacksonville. Um, I, I get that. But if you're paying Foles that much, I agree with you. That's what I would have probably done instead of signing Foles that massive deal. But, I mean, once you sign him that massive deal, I don't know that you can justify giving – or not Mahomes, sorry, Foles that much money and right. then just putting a backup quarterback so you're going to cut him with all that dead cap. I mean, you know, I think when they signed him, that pretty much erased that possibility. Right. You're correct there. Um, so this is more a one-pick situation that I really liked rather than a whole um, analysis of their draft. But I think that the Ravens snagging Marquise Brown at number 25, I believe he was the first wide receiver taken all the way down at 25. That is a great pick. He was Kyler Murray's number one option. Um, he has that elite combination of speed and route running and catching ability, reliable hands. 
And I think that for a guy like Lamar Jackson, this is a perfect ad. Um, I really am excited to see what Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown are going to be able to do next year. Yeah, that was a smart pick, especially, you know, and they've committed to Lamar Jackson. So, you know, if, if that's your guy, if that's who you think it is, um, you need him to get better as a passer. And the only way to do that is to, you know, to see if he can get better as a passer is to get him receivers, which they did not have last year. Um, so I thought that was a nice, that was a nice pickup. I, I agree with you on that, that the Ravens were uh, um, a good team. What are you feeling about your, uh, your Giants? You know, I mean, I, I think that is just an absolute abomination to pick. It, it was an astronomically bad pick. I mean, I don't want to throw too much judgment on it right now because for all we know, he could be the next Joe Montana, but I'm going to throw some judgment on it because he's a quarterback from Duke that I, I don't think I saw him play a single college football game in his career, maybe once when they were getting blown out by a Clemson or something. But, you know, and I hear everyone say, well, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's on Duke and Duke's not very good, so it was harder for him. I don't really care. I mean, they, they, they were playing teams like Virginia, too. I believe they got blown out by Wake Forest in a game last season. It's just – I, I was watching the draft for my track meet, and the Giants started picking, and he started saying Daniel, and Roger Goodell did, or whoever was selecting him. I think it was Roger Goodell. And, and I started to forget. I was like, there's a Daniel in this draft class? I had not heard of Daniel Jones until NFL mock drafts started coming up. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want to knock a guy too hard just because I didn't recognize him that well. But I feel like this is a pretty common universal thing, and it's not just that. I just don't think there's anything special about Daniel Jones. And you're going to take him with the sixth pick? I mean, I understand that it's a weak quarterback draft. If it was up to me, you wouldn't have taken a quarterback. Uh, I think Haskins would have been the better quarterback to take, but certainly not Daniel Jones. I mean, with the amount of defensive talent that was still out there at this point, you could have gotten Josh Allen. You could have gotten Ed Oliver. You could have gotten Devin Bush. It's just really embarrassing to take Daniel Jones. And the Giants are just starting to turn into the Browns. I mean, they're starting to turn into the Cleveland Browns. So I liked the Dexter Lawrence pick at 17. I liked trading back in to get DeAndre Baker at 30. I liked Julian Love, quarterback out of Notre Dame in the fourth round. So, I mean, overall, I think it was a decent draft for the Giants. But picking Daniel Jones at six just ruins it so much. I don't know if he's going to start this year. Um, it seems to me like Eli Manning is going to be the starter this year. I'm not expecting a very good season for the Giants. I don't think they'll be awful. But I really think Daniel Jones was just a horrible pick. Yeah, and I mentioned a little bit earlier, but even if you liked him, he was he would have been there at 17. There wasn't The only other quarterback taken was Haskins, and the Redskins were all over him. So in Drew Locke fell the second round with Denver halfway through. Um so they could have got him there, and like you said, it took Josh Allen, took uh, uh, Ed Oliver's taken right before the or no, 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 they could have had Ed Oliver. Yeah, they could have. Had, I mean, they could have had some big time defensive talent. Not that Dexter Lawrence isn't; he's a really good player. But I mean, you could have flipped that and got a better Dexter Lawrence. Um, and especially, I mean, I gotta give Dave Gettleman credit. I guess. I mean. <laughs> I, He's he's got a pair uh, because he traded away Odell and everyone in New York wanted to strangle him. Was like, what's going Good. on? And then he goes, the, the safe pick for him. I'm thinking for his job would have been like, you know what? 
we don't know about a quarterback. Let's take a big-time defensive player. But, no, they go out and get the guy that some people don't even know should have been a first-round quarterback. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't have done that. But, uh, you know, we'll see who gets the last laugh, I guess. I just, I, I just simply don't understand what the appeal to, to Daniel Jones is. I mean, it's similar to last year, what I was saying about Josh Allen, just subpar, like just not anything outstanding happening in college. Um, but the difference is Daniel Jones doesn't have some of the other traits that they were boasting about for Josh Allen. Um, speak, obviously speaking about the quarterback, Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, 22 touchdowns, nine picks last year, 14 touchdowns, 11 picks the year before that. I don't know. Um, I hope he surprises me. I really do. Uh, and I hope that he ends up being a great quarterback. I just don't think he will. But I'm also not the general manager of an NFL team again. But you mentioned yeah. uh, you mentioned Drew Locke, and I think that the Broncos actually had a pretty good draft. I think Drew Locke was a good pick to get in the second round. I think that was a snag. And they also got Dalton Risner, who, in my opinion, the pick before that, who, in my opinion, was one of the best offensive linemen and offensive tackles in college football last year for Kansas State. So I think the Broncos had a good draft. Yeah, the Broncos, uh, when they passed on Locke in the first round, uh, I there were some people over and we were all like, what? What's going on? I couldn't believe they did that because um, just giving Joe Flacco the keys um, did, did not seem a good idea. a good one, too. Yeah, I liked what they did, um, trading back and gathering picks, um, you know, and getting a good, you know, Noah fan help out uh, um, Flacco. And then obviously when Drew Locke takes the gig, um, I, I also like that trade for the Steelers too. nabbing uh, Devin Bush. That was a great pick. Um, uh, that trade worked out both for uh, really well for both sides. Um, yeah, Drew Locke was uh, talking some mess about how he grew up a Kansas City Chiefs fan and can't wait to go back there and uh, get wins because we didn't take him. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm rooting against uh, Drew Locke, but uh, I think he's a really good player. He's uh, got a huge arm. And, yeah, I'm I, again, I would have taken Drew Locke over Daniel Jones if I was a general manager. Um, that's the kind of part that everyone's just like uh, – and circling back to the Giants real quick, uh, they showed a stat on ESPN that in Daniel Jones' uh, four-year <clears throat> career – he threw 52 touchdowns and 19 interceptions in last season. Dwayne Haskins threw in one season 50 touchdowns and 80 I interceptions. I think Daniel Jones threw 29 interceptions in his career. Oh, 29. My yeah. bad. Yeah, 29. So the fact that this kid threw 52 in four years and, and uh, Haskins threw 50 in one year and he gets picked over Haskins is kind of uh, yeah. crazy to me. Right. I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, the draft has officially concluded now. One player who was not taken is Jake Browning, the four-year starter of the Washington Huskies. Um, <laughs> so he won't be able to throw any interceptions, you know, when he's working at Geico Insurance. But I remember when you used to love Jake Browning. What's that? I remember when you used to when love I ever Jake say Browning. That? That's how you Oh, come on. Remember a couple before last year? I remember we used to have these debates on USC and Washington. You were like, Jake Browning's going to take us. Oh, no. I thought that Sam <laughs> Donald was overrated always, but I have always been uh, Jake Browning's biggest critic. Mm. I don't remember that. All right. Well, I remember it. I, uh... <laughs> if you, I mean, okay. you, you can ask, what, any, you... ask anyone, and I've never been a very big Jake Browning fan. 
Okay. All right. Well, uh, what do you think about the uh, Seahawks Chiefs deal for the draft? Um, I mean, I, I I'm not gonna say that one team really came out of it looking that good. I, I heard a lot of people say the Seahawks fleeced the Chiefs. I heard a lot of people say the Chiefs fleeced the Seahawks. I take a more nuanced approach to it. I think that it was a pretty good deal for both teams in some aspects. And I think that, I mean, obviously the Chiefs defense, that helped them a lot. I think it was the right thing for the Seahawks to do considering they just signed Russell Wilson to a mega deal, and they're also going to have to sign Bobby Wagner to a mega deal. Um, I got to ask you, do you think Tyree Kill is going to be able to play next year? Uh, no, he won't. Um, you know, uh, those tapes that came – I mean, it, it looked like Wednesday that he was going to be able to play because uh, the DA closed the case, but then – the tapes came out that his fiance gave to her friend um, as an insurance policy, basically. Now, Tyreek Tyreek didn't admit anything on those tapes, but but uh, it certainly did not sound good from a uh, – as you said, you should be terrified of me too. Um, I, I think he'll actually get away free legally uh, because he those tapes aren't really admissible simply because you can't lead people – uh, to answers when you're, you know, like secretly taping them. She was leading him. But in terms of his NFL career, um, it, it, I, I don't, I, it doesn't look good. Uh, I like what the Chiefs did suspending him right now um, and getting some more information. And then obviously if it came out that he did this, uh, he needs to be cut and uh, banished from the NFL. Um, there's not really a, a way you can justify uh, beating a little kid, but um, I, I like what the Chiefs did right now because they learned from the Kareem Hunt situation. I mean, Kareem Hunt, the video came out, they cut him, and then he ends up on the Browns a month and a half later for uh, a one-year, $1 million contract, so the Browns get a top-five running back uh, for nothing. So I, I personally, after that, thought the NFL should introduce a policy that when something like this happens, something like a, a domestic violence or a sexual assault or something like this, there should be a freeze on that player. He can't be cut. He can't be extended. He can't participate in team activities um, until everything is resolved. And then it's up to the NFL and, and the team, uh, in this case the Chiefs, to make an informed decision um, on what's going to happen. But, uh, no, I do not think uh, Tyreek Hill will be playing football next year. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with you on that one. Yeah, and uh, the, the Frank Clark deal, I – I, I thought it, I'm a, a Chiefs fan, obviously, but I thought it was good for both sides. Um, the, the Seahawks needed picks. Uh, they had four before uh, the trade. They they ended up with five after that. Um, and then they kept trading down in the draft to gather more picks because, you know, you sign Russell Wilson to a major deal, you're going to need to uh, build, build in the draft. Uh, and the Chiefs got a star pass rusher. Frank Clark is a top five. Uh, Ed Rusher in in the uh, game, and that's a, that was after trading away D Ford and um, cutting Dustin Houston. Uh, uh, when we needed a uh, uh, like a pass rusher, so that was that's nice with him and Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew in the secondary. I really like what the Chiefs did in the draft as well, addressing getting Juan Thornhill and uh, Miko Hardman, um, uh, as well as Kalen Saunders. I think those are all impact players who uh, will help uh, us next year. Okay, and the Seahawks were able to nab DK Metcalf with the second pick, or the excuse me, the last pick in the second round. Um, yeah, that was interesting. His draft day fall. I think 
reading between the lines, it's funny. People, you know, the picture of him with his shirt off and he's, yeah. you know, ripped, 1.8% body fat. Um, it's seen, and, you know, and obviously running like a, I believe, a 4 4 1 or something at the combine. Uh, it seems like fans got super excited about DK, but uh, NFL teams obviously weren't as high on him since a lot of receivers went before him. Um, and let's not forget, he only had like 729 yards last year. I know he got hurt, but, you know, he wasn't like super productive, but that's a great get for the Seahawks considering where they got him. And uh, obviously now with Doug Baldwin's future right. in doubt because uh, of injury. Yeah, I um, I don't think that DK is necessarily the best wide receiver in the class Um, I because I, I don't think his route running – is good enough, and I just don't think that he's going to be able to run out routes and pivot routes and such like that. Um, but he is still a guy that, I mean, a lot of receivers were taken before him, and some of them I agree with, but the fact that there were so many, Debo Samuel and Paris Campbell and Andy Isabella and Nicole Hardman and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside um, – AJ Brown, it seems to me that a few of these guys, DK Metcalf has more upside where he could end up being just absolutely incredible in the NFL. So I think that that was a risk that some team had to take at some point. And I think the Seahawks did a good job of doing that. And like I said, I don't think DK is that great right now of a wide receiver, but I think it was certainly a, a pick with lots of potential that a team could have taken earlier. Yeah, and um, like going on that, the Nikhil Harry it makes me sick, but the Nikhil Harry pick to the uh, Patriots was a great yeah, one too, yeah. for them. Um, that 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 I think he's going to run their system yeah. perfectly, and they needed a big time receiver to come in. Um, Tom Brady should uh, he should be hyped to play with Tom Brady. Yeah, and the Patriots also snagged, I believe, in the seventh round, Auburn quarterback Jarrett Stidham to back up Tom Brady. So maybe he'll be the next Patriots quarterback when Tom Brady does finally retire. Yeah, that'll be uh that'll be interesting. Um, it was it was interesting to see there wasn't a lot of people were wondering if at the end of the first round, you know, like your your Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, your Chargers with Philip Rivers, um, I'm charging another team, um, I who actually had a great draft getting Tillerly and uh on Nasir Adley in the second round, but um, uh, but but back to that. Uh, you know, your older quarterbacks, Roethlisberger, Rivers, Brady. It's interesting that they didn't take, uh, like, a Drew Locke when he was falling right. um, at the end of that first round. I thought that was interesting. You know, uh, we'll see when all those guys uh, get um, uh, get, get a replacement taken for them. Right. Um, it'll be interesting. And I guess now the next thing is the I, – I don't want to say conclusion because there's still, like, two months left but nba playoffs continues after this um we got some baseball but it's going to be some besides that some quiet times and sports for the rest of the year so well we i mean there's still a lot of fun stuff we got nba playoffs and then we got uh in june nba free agency which will be uh wild yeah, well uh, that, that's that's gonna be a great well, there's always something going on and i mean i like the mlb but the fact is that the nfl is long gone now um, the draft is over, college basketball's over, college football's over. Um, so there's always stuff going on, but yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come back with another podcast next week and we'll, uh, thanks, thanks for